Classically Trained, Episode 26. Welcome to another episode of the Classically Trained Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Harrison. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is going to look at a variety of topics. The story that's on my mind this week has been some of the crazy things happening over at the Konami office. That is the video game publisher company Konami responsible for some of my favorite, all-time favorite games. Everything from the Castlevania series through the Metal Gear Solid series into Dance Dance Revolution. Some of the classic, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, uh, the ports that were on the NES. Uh, This is a company that, um, how can I forget, Contra, Gradius, I mean, some of the greats uh, of my time were a byproduct of this company. And so they've had some strange things going on lately. Uh, In the news, they recently delisted their stock from the New York Stock Exchange, which is a curious move on their part. There's been some rumors of things being canceled, and there's been some outright cancellations. Uh, The upcoming Silent Hills uh, is not moving forward. Uh, Del Toro, the uh, director who is coming on board, just said it's not panning out. That's no longer going forward. Then we see uh, Kojima, no longer part of Konami. Uh, His responsibility and really the, the mastermind behind the Metal Gear Solid series Uh, So there's really a bit of uncertainty about the future of this company and what they have to offer. And so I think it's really fitting that the topic I want to cover from the professional perspective this week is about finding yourself. Now, all of us at one time or another have had moments where we don't fully understand who we are. We might begin to doubt our identity. We're not not really in touch with... um, what our really sense of being is. You know, I've had this happen many times. I I noticed I had a lot growing up. There's obviously periods of time in our lives, whether it's in high school or junior high or college where you're you're trying to find yourself. But there have also been times that I've just found myself feeling out of touch, almost like being in a fog. And I think it's really appropriate that we use the metaphor from Silent Hill here. And in the game of Silent Hill, you find yourself running around through the town of Silent Hill and in Really, it's a fog-enshrouded landscape where you usually don't have view, not even really 10 feet ahead of you. And there's a lot going on in the game, but there's this kind of frightening sense of fear where um, you you can't really see any landmarks, there's no view of the horizon, and there's this persistent sense of danger. And you don't really know where you are. I mean, sure, you have a map, but it, it just doesn't quite feel right because you can't see with all this fog. And that's the type of disorientation that sometimes we can get into in our own careers even in our own lives, as we tend to lose touch. We have this vague sense of confusion or feeling disoriented. And, you know, I call it getting in a funk. (laughs) So when we get in a funk like this, it can be really hard to focus, uh, to concentrate, to be present or in the moment. Now, I'm not talking full-blown depression here. Um, That's that's something else. But this is a sense of just being disconnected, uh, of losing touch. Now, the good news is, is there is hope. There's a way out. And I want to talk about what I've been able to do during these times to really reconnect with who I am, get a sense of identity. And and I think this is something that as a corporation is important. 
large companies, businesses, if you're an entrepreneur, being able to have your organization reconnect is important. Just like I think it'd be important for Konami to really have kind of this sit down and and, and meeting where the organization decides who are we, what are we all about, uh, and if we want to revisit who we were in the past, how do we do that? How do we get there? So what do you do when you want to find yourself again? Well, here's what's worked for me. To do this, you're probably going to want to have a few sheets of paper on hand and maybe a pen or a pencil where you can get alone, be with your thoughts for a bit, and and get ready to write some things out. So this is what you want to start with, is ask yourself this question, when is the last time that I felt completely myself? When was it that I felt my very best? When was it that I felt that I was winning? Um, And and think back and and try to picture clearly in your mind what was going on. And, And in some cases, you might have to go pretty far back. Other times, it might not be that far. It might just be a week or two ago. Now, now quickly write down a description of that moment. And I want you to pay attention to a couple different questions um, that I'm about to present you with to, to ask yourself as you're thinking about that moment. The first question you want to ask yourself is what? What were you doing at that moment? What was, it, what was happening in that moment that made it special? Uh, what were the results of this situation? Maybe ask yourself what else was going on in your life at that moment. Really getting a sense of what was going on when you felt fully yourself. The next part to that is when. The question is, is, was this a specific time of day? Was this a day of the week? Was this a certain time of year? Was it something that was seasonal? When is important. So what were you doing? When were you doing it? And the next question, the third one, is where? Where were you located? Were you at work? Were you at school? Were you at home? Were you in some special place that you used to get away and think? What was the environment like? Was it noisy? Was it isolated? Were you in a crowd? Were you on a vacation? What what were the factors that factored into where you were? Next up is who. Who were you with? And again, this plays off a bit of the where, you know, were you alone or were you with another individual or friends or family or a group or maybe even strangers? Then the last question to ask is how? How did this particular situation contribute to you feeling yourself? What was it? When was it? Where was it? Who were you with? And how did that situation make you feel you? And of those questions, which of those makes the biggest difference? Let's take some time to sit down and really reflect on these and, and try to figure out how all these ingredients work together to produce that feeling of you being your very best. But when we think about this, the chances are you were doing something that you were really good at, something that you were knowledgeable about or passionate about. You know, I think back using just Konami as the reference here, and I and I think back to their heyday and, and back in the days where, you know, the Konami code was first spawned. You're familiar with that, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. Uh, you might want to sneak a select start in there. Um, and that that was a golden age for them. And you think about the platform games and the shooters and just how the company was doing. These are classics that have withstood time, and these are new properties and new ideas. You know, I think about the game like Life Force on the NES, these these heyday of the shoot-em-up. And uh, again, Contra was just, I mean, such a big part of gaming culture. 
for me, the Castlevania series was by far my favorite. I love the first Castlevania game. The music in it's incredible. It's a very challenging game. The second Castlevania, Simon's Quest, um, really had some weird things going on. Looking back at it now, I see it as kind of the beginning of the, the Metroidvania approach long before Symphony of the Night came along. But I, I don't think that that really, really was fleshed out till Symphony of the Night, which is one of my favorite top 10 games easily of all time. But I don't want to jump over everything that was in between them because Castlevania 3 was an incredible experience for me. This was a game that just really contributed a lot to my childhood. And I remember playing through this game on the NES and just being amazed by the graphics and the music and just the quality of gameplay, the different paths that you could choose. You know, this was some of the very best platform games and, and very best memories I personally had. And I love that game. I'll go back and play it routinely. And so you look at Konami as a company and, and the sort of quality that they were churning out. What was it about them that was working? I mean, were they are they going to be forever doomed to the 80s? Well, no, that, that wasn't the case. You see, in the 90s, they continued to have some amazing hits. And you see games like Dance Dance Revolution, which looks nothing like some of their earlier offerings, but still had this unique Konami flair. And Konami, for me, really was a brand that for the longest time was synonymous with quality. When you think about the cinematic experiences of the Metal Gear Solid series, um, it's hard to match. You think about the incredible voice acting. You know, you had David Hayter as the voice of Solid Snake was was just an amazing individual to have part of that team. Um, if you've missed an earlier podcast episode, um, it's back in episode six, I had a chance to talk with him about his career. And just being able to understand what it was like to be involved with games at that time was incredible. In fact, I also spoke with uh, Rika Muranaka, who was the composer for some of the Metal Gear Solid soundtracks. And, and just some of the innovation that was happening with the company. And sure, they, they didn't have the, the largest budgets for some of the projects. But what they were churning out was an experience that, that just wasn't happening by other publishers. And so it's really kind of unfortunate to see a company like that lose their way, to lose their focus, to lose some of their identity. And I sure hope that um, they're able to sort through some of their challenges that they're working through, because even just, you know, we mentioned the Silent Hills being canceled. Uh, the first Silent Hill game, for all its unpolished, uh, you know, just kind of the looks, if you look at it now, it's very dated. The appearance, the graphics are, are very rough, but there's an atmosphere that that game created. In fact, when I first picked it up, I remember playing it at night because I thought that's, you know, that's what you should do with a survival horror game, right? On the PlayStation 1, I was there, lights out, I had my radio on, I actually used a, uh, a pair of headphones uh, that I had plugged into the sound system, and I was playing it in the dark in my room, and there were a few moments that just completely unnerved me, and... It just has stuck with me um, ever since. And in fact, I was so uh, just honestly frightened by the game that I literally had to turn it off. And I didn't play it again for several years. I, I, I never could go back to it. it. I just said, I'm I'm done with this. Lights are going on. Uh, not playing that with headphones in the dark anymore. And, and so for a game to have that sort of impact, 
you know, that just wasn't the case before this. Before the PlayStation era, you didn't really experience emotion in the same ways. And so Konami, for me, has always been synonymous with that type of an experience. And so it's really unfortunate to, to see this. And I'm sure that when you look back at your own life, you have some parallels. You have some moments that are absolutely wonderful experiences, areas that you've made enormous contributions in. And so think back to those moments and look at what was it that you did best and how do you do your best to recreate the same sort of environment to set yourself up for identifying with who you are. Now for me, I know that I felt myself when I'm creative, when I had the opportunity to sit down and do something artistically. I used to enjoy drawing. I used to take a pencil pad with me everywhere I went and I would have a, uh, a brown wooden clipboard, a number two pencil, uh, with an eraser, of course, and uh, copy paper. I didn't even use a sketch pad. I just, I like to copy paper. It's this clean, bright white surface to use. And so everywhere I went, whenever I went with my parents, there were always two things I enjoyed taking with me. And, and those were uh, my Game Boy and my sketch pad, or, or my clipboard, rather, with, uh, with this note paper on it. When, whenever we went on trips in the car, I really enjoyed this time to just really draw and to sketch and to put pictures together. And, and I realized that as I had gotten older, I kind of let that hobby fall to the side. It was something that I didn't spend nearly as much time with anymore, which is unfortunate uh, because I was pretty good. Now, I don't know. I, I still have an eye for it. I could sketch. I can draw. I can mess around in Photoshop. But there were some times that I just really was into the drawing and I enjoyed it. And it, it was really kind of tied to my sense of identity. I really felt my best doing that. And so when I reflected on those questions myself, I said, you know what, I need to sit down and I need to get out some paper and draw. And even though it's going to be rusty, it's not going to be the, the best work of art, um, it was a way to reconnect. And I found that in doing that, I began to reconnect to some of the other areas of, of me that I enjoyed. So a lot of times we have to look back to our past and, and find those moments that we enjoyed. And it doesn't always look the same. I'm not always going to find myself sitting down with that, that sketch pad. I won't be able to recapture those days of my parents driving me around in a minivan, sitting in the, the center seat, sketching while listening to cassettes. You know, that's, that's not going to happen. But there's something about that that I can recapture. There's a sense of nostalgia and a sense of identity of who I was that I can go back and revisit and look for ways to incorporate what I know from those moments in today and apply that to my work and apply that to the areas that I'm looking to be successful in so that I can reconnect with that sense of who I am. So maybe you're out there listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, that, that does sound like me. I feel a bit disconnected. So take some time. Think about the time you last felt yourself and find a way to recreate that and find a way to explore that and then look to apply it in what you're doing today. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that it can provide you a sense of reconnection in the way that it's worked for me. And I certainly hope that Konami gets their act together and figures out what it is they want to do. I hope they look to their past and see some of the strengths that they were able to produce in amazing games and experiences and look for ways to do that for the next generation of products that they create. It would be a real shame for us to lose uh, an industry staple and one of my favorite companies. But if we lose them, it's because they forgot who they were and they lost sense of what made them great. So 
that's what I got for this week. That's uh, my thoughts on Konami and their current struggles and my thoughts on my own life and what we can do to reconnect. So if you enjoy this podcast, if you find great value in it, please leave me a rating and review in iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, sharing it with others and giving them that opportunity to uh, see this, listen to it, enjoy it as well. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I have also released my book, Mastering the Game, What Video Games Can Teach Us About Success in Life. I do encourage you to check that out. It's available on Amazon, in Kindle, as well as paperback. And while I'm plugging everything else and sneaking some commercials in here, I wanted to remind you, you can always check out the show notes for the show. It's at classicallytrained.net. The last thing I want to say before I wrap up this uh, evening, I want to tell you about an opportunity that uh, I'm excited about. I'll be speaking at this year's podcast movement. Now, podcast movement is the conference that you want to be a part of. It's by podcasters, for podcasters, there are going to be some amazing speakers this year. If you're in the podcasting world at all, you definitely don't want to miss this. You can go to the website. It's podcastmovement.com. And the speakers, um, well, really the keynotes are amazing. If you're into podcasting, we have names like John Lee Dumas from the Entrepreneur on Fire series. There's uh, Sarah... Koning, which is uh, the individual behind the Serial podcast, which is pretty popular. Uh, Pat Flynn, one of my favorites from Smart Passive Income, and Ask Pat. He also happens to be a gamer. Ask him about World of Warcraft. I'm sure he'll have a story or two to tell. Also, you can always uh, ask him about his opinion on the difference between the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation. Be careful. It's a sensitive subject. Well, that's what I have for you this week. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, keep leveling up.